Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome or welcome back to another episode of the Raw Podcast. Now, this episode is a truly moving one. I am finally joined by Tom Clark, business leadership and mindset coach, who has come up in almost every episode so far, and rightfully so. This is a man who met me at what was quite possibly my worst, and is now joining me at my best so far. And it might be clear that at times during the conversation, I'm still quite taken back or otherwise a little lost for words when I remember who I was when I last saw him. But without further ado, thank you. And I hope you enjoy us kicking it off with Tom returning from the bathroom. Yeah, why not take it from there? That was super quick. Super quick. Smash yeah. it out like a fire hydrant and then you're done. Perfect. How are you, man? Good, bro. Very well. Um, very, very much slowing down in a really cool way. Um, I seem to just have a very, which was very unhealthy, but it's now very healthy masculine feminine swing in the sense that I will you know, for the last nine months, we've been going real fucking hard at things. Um, as you probably saw with the Igniter and the Transformer, like it's going nuts. Um, business is going nuts, everything like that. And now it's been really a time to step back and just get super creative with thoughts, philosophies, where I want to take things, everything like that, and just tune them back into myself in a really cool way. So yeah, it's basically where I'm at overall. It's just like a slower mood which is kind of yeah. cool. Mm. Yeah. Are you, are you talking just yourself or within like the relate your relationship with them? Oh, just myself more than anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. And when I, when I, well, when I say we, I mean, since Dim works with me now, I'm just in the habit of saying we, um, but yeah, within, within myself, like just really just chilling and yeah, chilling out a bit more and pondering things and just, getting back into the into the sage archetype a little bit more which is yeah fun. yeah awesome man you were going hard hey for a long time <laughs> mm, mm, mm. ever since yeah i guess ever since that first transformer i mean igniter yeah uh yes and no like it was really since probably after that transformer where yeah. where shit really started to pick up because after that transformer igniter sales went off their heads and then those igniters are really big as well um and really successful and then yeah we just got into selling like crazy through there and then um and then redeveloping transformer to the point that like transformer now is almost like transformer 3.0 it's been developed that much hmm. so yeah it's been it's been amazing it's been really like it's been really amazing and it hasn't been there's a very healthy masculine spin. Like we hit it really hard, but it's the first time I've hit it so hard and been so thankful with how well I looked after myself during it as well. Mm. So it, was, it wasn't ridiculous like it's been in the past where I just burned myself out. Like I, I managed it and maintained it really, really, really well this time, which was cool. Yeah. Yeah, right. What have you been doing differently to manage it? Well, manage it differently. Just being like in the past, I would get on a real roll. And then when shit was really happening and when, um, when success was really pouring in and things like that, that would be when 
that would be when I'd let my essentials drop off, like meditation, journaling, downtime. Um, I would never be off my phone, like all that kind of shit. Um, mm. Whereas this time I was like, nah, like we're on fire. However, I had a really healthy boundary at the same time. Yeah, right. To look after myself, yeah. Yeah, I always thought that um, about you and, and those days in between uh, in between a summit what would what would you be going back to your hotel room or wherever you were and what would you do to be to be getting yourself to chill out after such a huge and epic day and then go back and do the same thing again the next day dude transformer like uh fuck all like transformers it's more like that's one big day for me yeah <laughs> like transformer is just i literally get to the hotel room and i literally shower and get into bed and i'm just like mm -hmm. make sure to sleep um i found that it's i'm i'm better off just staying wide and doing the whole thing and then having it all done i still do like my morning meditation every morning um but i'm better off just staying wide through it and staying super 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 focused because i know my body and i know my body can absolutely do well it can do I know it can do seven days straight of like very intense work, but what needs to happen in order for that to happen is I need to live like luxury coming into it. And then I really need to recover coming out of it, like coming into Ooh. it, like especially now having Dim on board, which is like such a blessing coming into it. Now I'm not doing anything. Like I am not wanting to focus on anything. I don't answer calls. I'm just, preparing myself and nourishing my body and that's it and especially it's funny we we're so excited for this coming up transformer because um with this one coming up we were like we we did an incredible job at automating all of the logistics and then everything that wasn't automated dim had yeah so mm. literally i have nothing to think about at the transformer anymore other than performing and that's like where i need to be is that what you mean by living in luxury now beforehand or do you mean um no no no. i mean like before the event for the for the like couple of weeks coming into the event or so yeah luxury there in the sense of like um just getting massages going to float tanks meditating a fuckload eating the best food that i can possibly get keeping myself hydrated um exercising but not exercising to extremes just like very just flow get a nice place to stay in just have things sorted for me yeah mm. so that i'm as fresh as i can be to then get into it yeah right have you ever gone into them and not been ready and you've yeah it? in transformer 1.0 i have yeah 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 right i think maybe just the one well like one and a half like one where i was like i wasn't ready for that and two where i was like i could have been more ready but it was okay yeah yeah okay so nothing like there there was no obvious sort of failure or no mistakes no made. Just, it was just like a just like lack of sharpness just mm. like toward those last couple of days just not being as sharp as i could have been and, mm -hmm. and and noticing it myself and in fact like funny thing is the attendees probably didn't notice it but like it's not good enough for me still <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I'm I like, know. I fucking noticed it, and I know that I didn't do it. So that's what it's really yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Um, well, you've literally been mentioned in, I think, every podcast so far. Yeah. Did fine. you know that? Are we are we live? By the way, are we? Is this it? Are we on? Yeah, man. Well, we'll yeah, we're live. I mean, at some point we can do. Um, I don't know if you saw or listened to the podcast with Jacob, but we did like a three, two, one clap thing, so we can do that. Um, I mean, but have we? To... Yeah, let's start the podcast. <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, man. This this is it. <laughs> yeah. This is this is all awesome. This is all gold. Um, and obviously everything can kind of be moved around, but never needs it. It really yeah, never no, no, needs no. All it. All good. All good. I wasn't sure whether you wanted to. Um, start at a particular spot or anything like that, but um, yeah, I'm cool. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, no, this is perfect. I think um, that last one with Jacob has made it so just like it's opened my eyes to to what works and what works really well when I would never have like thought to do a remote podcast by choice. But why the heck not? Like I'm I'm in in my own sort of home and space and everything you're in yours like it's there's a sense of comfort that 100%. is just already there when usually you kind of have to make your way there otherwise yeah yeah fair enough fair enough um mm. yeah cool did you want to sync some audio or something you said yep yeah yeah let's do that so hopefully we're in sync enough to so yeah so we just did like a three two and then on one we we both clapped yeah so we did you is can, it three, you two, can, one? Yeah, that's it. That's so one, it. <laughs> is you clap on one. So yeah, if if you want to count down, man, and then we'll... Oh, I'm we'll nervous. On one. No, I'm just, <laughs> got to get... I'm fucking with you. I remember hearing Jake's. That was so comical. It was awesome. Yeah. All right, ready? It was awesome. Yep. Cool. Three, two, one. That was a delay. Yeah. That was a decent So delay. you heard it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Massively. Ready? Let's, Let's go one more. Again. Let's count it together, maybe. Yep. Three, two, <laughs> two one. one. There we go. That was <laughs> <it>. <laughs> oh, no. Cool. That didn't actually sound good for you, did it? Oh, it was fun on my end, yeah. Funny enough. All right. Go from well, five I- so we get each other's count in, in sync if you want to do it again. If, if yeah, we'll, we'll try it again, yep. Cool. Ready? All right. Five, five four, four, three. three. Two, two <laughs> I gotta figure out and I gotta figure out a better way to do this. Yeah. Send it off to it, yourself it'll be and fine, make it make them happen. <laughs> it'll be it'll it'll be alright. It's it's really not that hard actually. It's just like yeah, it it'll be fine. So, um so yes, as I said, you've been mentioned in every podcast so far. And that's right, you do exist. We're not all just like just going crazy and thinking that there's some guru oh. <laughs> um god that we were all just like making up um so obviously this is the opportunity for you to speak to those people um yourself and just a bit of a where do they all begin for you as a coach as a coach yeah yeah okay um and it feels like forever ago. And it's really interesting because um, so I started, I started out like I, I really feel like the journey began. Um, 
the journey began when I left school to be a personal trainer and I was, I'd already gotten my qualifications as a PT and I was working from like 5.30 in the morning until 8.45 and then I'd run to school and then I'd go to school and complete school and then at 3.30 I'd run back down to the gym and then start PT sessions from 4 p.m. onwards until 9 p.m. Yeah, and I'd get home, sleep and repeat. And it was always um, in our family, it was always like, look, you've got to, uh, you've got to, everyone's got to finish year 12 in our family um, to make sure that we've got the, the best opportunities kind of thing. And once I was doing that, I was making good money, like an okay money um, between just that morning and just that night. And it was just like to mom, it was like, do you see this little like inconvenience thing in the middle? Like we need to get rid of that. And she's like, yeah, okay, cool. We'll make an exception. So got rid of that and then became fully booked as a PT. Um, and that's where the journey all began. And I think the really, the really cool thing about beginning my journey as a business coach, which is what I do now, and a, a leadership coach is with personal training, it is depending on depending on what angle you tackle with it, it is very much personal coaching right? As a personal trainer, it might seem like it's just fitness, but you learn a lot around how do you get performance out of an individual? Just naturally, you just, you have to learn it, right? So I then became fully booked as a PT at the, um, at the small country town that I was working at. And then I was like, cool, now I want to move to the city. So we moved uh, to Melbourne and then I became fully booked there at a big box gym, uh, Genesis, it was called. And they still have them. Genesis is all just good. I don't think so. Yeah, Yeah, I think think maybe there's a few of them left. But anyway, um, became fully booked there and then doubled my hourly rate and became fully booked again. And did this in the space of like a few months and also didn't realize that the art of fully booking a PT business wasn't an easy thing to do like it just it came so natural to me like getting clients in was never really the challenge like that was just so easy and I don't mean easy like I didn't do anything for it like I did a lot for it but then the results just came so so simply and I ended up being in a position where um yeah funny enough I got into a position where I was very much in the headspace of like cool you know work really hard in your work really hard while you're young and get ahead and um basically fuck your whole life up so you can get some money and then be ahead later in life right i was in that mindset of like career chase the career like a lot of people get into and i ended up working 16 hour days throughout the whole week and then yeah dim came home one night and she's like i can't be with you like i, I can't be with you like this this is I, I don't feel like I have a partner at all, right? And it was because I had just become obsessed with more work, more work, more work. And long story short, like we had, she, she left me for a couple of weeks and then we eventually got back together because I had made the decision that, and I had had the realization that there was so much more to life than work, right? And there was so much more than, uh, to life than um subconsciously trying to tell the world that I'm worthy, (laughs) Um, which I didn't find out I was doing until later on, of course. Um, But yeah, I I did all of that. And then I ended up going to a startup coach and I was like, 
look, I need to, I need to scale my business. I need to scale my PT business. I need to do something else because working more hours just cannot be the answer for me. And that was when I, I knew how to build businesses, but I didn't know how to scale it all. So then we sat down together and she's like, yeah, sweet. I can help you do this. What are you fantastic at? And I was like, oh, as a PT, what am I fantastic at? And that, like, that question rocked me for ages. And I was wondering for a long time, I'm like, what is it that I am fantastic at? And she's like, is it nutrition? Is it working with a certain, certain type of uh, client? Is it something to do with training? Is it strength? And I was like, no, nah, it's not. Like, I'm really not sure what that is. And she asked an incredible question, which was, um, which was, all right, if another PT was to ask you for advice, what would they ask you for? And I was like, oh, like that happens, but it's weird. Like they asked me how to like get more clients in and shit like that. And she's like, got it. She's like, have you helped them before? I'm like, yeah, yeah I've helped a few people on Skype calls and, and things like that. And she's just like, cool, how'd that go? And I'm like, oh, actually, we're like, yeah, one, day, one guy generated like $1,000 in sales the next day after our call. And like, he's been really crushing it since and everything like that. And I'm like, why are you asking? Like, what are you getting at? Like, what are you, why are you asking? And she's like, what do you, you know that that's not normal, yeah? She's like, you know that it's, it's not normal that you can literally market and sell and sell with an 80% conversion rate and market and bring in all the leads that you ever sort of need, right? And I was like, huh. And she's like, you've got to coach PTs how to grow their businesses. And I was like, fuck. And it was really funny because it was something that I had just thought of in the past I had thought about like oh that'd be cool to do one day and it was something that I think deep down I obviously had a, a yearning for like I obviously knew that eventually it was going to come but either way when it was brought up and when it landed it still felt like a massive aha moment and so what I started to do is firstly I had a lot of imposter syndrome I'm like who am I to be a coach to PTs and she was like just coach them to do what you have done and nothing more than what you have done. And I still stand by that today. I think that is the best philosophy. Every, every coach should be following that. So I would teach people to get their businesses to six-figure businesses because I had done that. And I would get them to become financially stable in their business, which I had done and, and blah, 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 blah. So I started coaching PTs and that eventually expanded into, and I think I'm best to just, give the rest of the outline now we can come back to certain parts if we want to um but from there it eventually expanded into coaching all different types of coaches and then all different types of business owners and leaders in general and now for me more than anything and you've heard this and anyone that's been to my events have heard this now more than anything i'm obsessed with the ripple effect so i'm obsessed with Yes, coaching an individual that has a business or that is leading in any, in any way, I'm obsessed with coaching them, but not for their success and their success alone. I am obsessed with coaching them for the success that they then go on and impact, like so for the people that they then go and impact and they go on and impact and they go on and impact as well. So like yourself is a perfect example, Ollie. It's like, cool, I've had that impact on you but then the really cool thing is, is that that one person yourself that I have impacted, you now get to go out and lead 
and you now get to go out and have a message and then how many people do you now go on and impact as well and how many people do those people impact as well so i'm really obsessed with creating strong and most importantly ridiculously heart-led leaders because i truly believe that they are the answer to a lot of the challenges that we're having in the world Mm. yeah incredible yeah thanks man that's really cool um so there were a few things that i want to touch on there absolutely Um, like we've got to go back to a few things for sure um yeah it's just like let's just get it out and then yeah no that's perfect man thank you um when when did it become not only just helping that personal trainer for themselves but then um take into account that ripple effect when did it or has it had it always been that sort of like how you can help someone help someone Mm. um i'd like to say that i always thought it was about helping people help people um but that was an intellectual thought but it wasn't deep down the truth you know Mm -hmm. so i got to a point where i had a really successful business model of coaching personal trainers and helping them build their businesses. And I was working with personal trainers and some online personal trainers as well. And this, like that side of my business was like a a multiple six figure business. And I was helping these PTs go from like $400 a week to 4k a week in income. Like the success was, fucking great and it was so rapid as well and it was just it was just really really cool and then they were they were really really happy and then i started to notice like i had one i had one guy in particular who i was i was aiming to like say to him like cool we need to start innovating your services so that they're even more effective and people are more satisfied and this person was like, nah, dude, I need marketing tactics. Like I need to get more clients in. Like I've, I've lost more than half my clientele. And I'm like, if you've lost more than half your fucking clientele and you think that the answer is marketing, like you actually need to start asking yourself the question of why have you lost half of your clientele? Why are half of your direct debits bouncing? And why is your success rate so minimal? And it was one it took one client that started it took one client sharing with me what was going on where i just felt honestly at first i felt into a lot of guilt because i was like i'm helping these guys build their business but i don't know for certain that they are actually providing incredible services and that they are actually impacting in their business so like what am i actually building here am i even building am i even helping these guys build their businesses for something worthwhile or is it just so that they can celebrate that they've now got like money to spend on Lamborghinis type of thing. (laughs) Right. And it really, I remember battling with it for a bit and battling with these clients and being like, um, trying to get them like fucking understand that it's about so much more than just themselves and that the money is not going to make them fucking happy. Um, Mm. and I can say that because 
I've been in financial situations where we're eating sweet potato and tuna because it's all we can afford. And then I've also been in financial situations where we've been very financially abundant. And the happiness thing's got nothing to do with either of them. As we all are told, but sometimes need to experience before we actually embody it, right? So I was trying to say this to our clients. And then one day I was, I found myself like working on my business and, and really getting after it. And I'd been up since like early in the morning. I was going about it. And um, Dim would, I'd make Dim a coffee every morning before she went to work. Like it just to take away coffee. I'd make a coffee for her and she'd go to leave. And she could see that I was really busy. And on this particular morning, and she's like, oh, um, do you have time to, and she's like, oh, actually, no, no, don't worry about it. Like, never mind. And she'd like become sort of timid because she could see how in my work what I was and she'd become too timid to ask me to simply make her her fucking coffee which is something that brightens her day so much and I put out the energy that showed her that she wasn't even deserving to ask for that and in that moment it was like this huge epiphany where I was like I am running this business I'm running this coaching business so fucking this guy can make a few more thousand bucks this week and I'm doing so much hard work and I don't even like perceptually have the time to make my own fiance a fucking coffee in the morning and I'm like if I am working this hard I am not working another day this hard unless I'm doing it for something truly impactful for the world and it was like in that moment I'm like done I, was, I just felt so bad. I'm like, what the fuck am I even doing all of this for? Like these people are building businesses and it's great and they're happy, but I want to see the world change. I want to see, I want to see the ripple effect happen. I want to see that if I work with 10 people, they go impact and change the lives of a thousand people, right? So that now what we're doing is actually so impactful and so good for the earth as well. And I think as well, it was like that combined with, I was, you know, I'd got my scuba license recently. So I'd been doing a lot of scuba diving and seeing the ocean, seeing the beauties of the ocean and then also the destruction of it. And I'd been just getting out into nature a lot more and we'd been over to Canada and I just, in that moment, I'd very much connected to the earth so much more as well. Um, I'd had a few events that had happened. I had a few mates that had tried to kill themselves. Um, I'd had so much happen that I was like, I need to be directly having an impact on this earth, especially if I'm working this hard for it. Mm. And in that moment, um, and I, I tell this now so that business owners really recognize the importance, if, if they're going to build something, they recognize the importance of doing it from the center of your fucking heart. Because what I ended up doing is I ended up looking at my business and I'm like, wow, I've got like a multiple six-figure business model that's completely misaligned to my heart. And I ended up dis like destroying that entire business model because it was misaligned to me. And then literally almost started building from complete scratch again. And that was one of the most painful things to do one of the most painful things because I'd put so much, I had put so much heart into building it, but it wasn't heart led. 
if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like it, it didn't start, it didn't begin from my heart. It just began from like, um, uh, no, it, it did. It just wasn't thought out well enough, right? It just, it, I wasn't thinking big picture when I started it. And yeah, so everything that I had become, I basically broke down bit by bit. And then from that moment forward, I started making it a, 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 a rule that if I couldn't see on the other end of the phone, if I couldn't see that the business owner that I was speaking to actually gives a shit, about the world and their audience and what they're doing if if i didn't feel that and i didn't see that it's like done i don't care what what you want to pay me like we're not working together i'm not supporting that and then i lost when i when i destructed all of this like i lost so much money in income and i had a lifestyle that was uh relying on that so it was very tough financially but I was like, fuck it. I don't care if I'm on the street. I want to make sure that I'm fulfilled and that I'm aligned and that I know I'm living my soul's purpose. And then once I destructed all that, that next, I think it, I think like I slowly ripped that bandaid off. Like I, I decided overnight, but I slowly started destroying it. And then once that was done, it took about six months until I made more in that six, I made two times as much in that six months than I had the whole entire year before as well. So I quadrupled my business after deciding to be completely heart-led and not giving a fuck about money. And that's a really interesting paradox. Like the second you just don't give a fuck about being, like you don't focus and you don't get your... um you don't get your fulfillment from the cash you earn in your business is the moment that you really start earning cash in business. It's a funny paradox. Mm. So everything, that moment that I became so heart centered, everything blew up. And that's when I met you guys. And that's when that Adelaide crew formed. And that's when transformer 2.0 started to form. And that's when I believe like we really started making impact. Yeah. Yeah, so many good talking points there. I just, oh, I'm trying to remember everything. But Yeah, sorry, bro, um, I went on for a no, while. <laughs> no, please, this is perfect. Um, I think that's the, the biggest thing for me that I, I just like, I was drawn to you by the fact that whether or not I was, so like if, if I wasn't, if my heart wasn't in it, then you wouldn't try to make it be in it. Like, and I, I was so drawn to you because of that like you weren't going to try to force me into anything if if someone's not interested you respect that because it's probably for the best and um yeah i respect that a lot that's you don't see that a, a lot with um with businesses and business owners so um yeah um i want to go back to that imposter syndrome thing because you know that that i am someone who has has dealt with that like a huge amount that whole um who am I to sort of questioning um yeah how did how did you kind of break through that who yeah what what you what got you to the other side there yeah well what got me to the other side more than anything was I would I guess I would I guess I at first 
before I really started getting into understanding human behavior at the level that I do now. Before that, I sort of just did it anyway and did my best to sort of blast through it and self-talk myself out of it. No, you're fine. Like, you're good. You got this sort of just bullshit, right? And then once I started to really understand human behavior, one thing that I really latched onto and really had the biggest epiphanies around was something that I now call levels of actualization. And that is a formula of your identity, your actions, your beliefs, your values, and your environment, right? And these, these all interlink together. And in regards to, like, without going through that entire system, because that would take me like half a day, <laughs> right, to explain it all, what you really need to understand in regards to imposter syndrome is that actions are determined by beliefs, but beliefs are also determined by actions. So the two, the two work together, right? So mm -hmm. if I have this cup on the table, right? I've got this mug on the table. The only way that I would know with complete certainty that I could pick up the cup is if I do the action of picking up the cup, right? And I won't know with complete certainty that I can do it until I actually do it, right? However, what I can do in order to encourage me to do it is increase my belief system that I can do it. So to take that to a, a larger scale, for example, if you want to build your business to a certain level or whatever it might be, you've got to align your belief systems to that, right? You must align your belief systems to that. If you want to be the identity of a business owner who generates multiple six figures and impacts lives at the highest fucking level, right? A strong business in that respect. If you want to be the business owner, the identity that does that, you must have belief systems that are in alignment with that, right? You must have belief systems around money, that money is completely abundant right? And that it can flow to you endlessly at endless amounts. You must have a belief system around impact. You must have a belief system that you are able to lead people at the highest level and that you are able to have this change. Yep. You must have the belief system that you can do the things, but then you got to do the fucking work, <laughs> right? And then this is where, this is where with yourself, Ollie, I was like, Ollie, enough. Your next step, is to do your fucking podcast episode, right? Because it's like with belief system work, we can only get you so far, but the only way you're going to know with complete certainty that you can pick up the mug is if you go and pick the fucking mug up. So mm -hmm. if we trace that back to imposter syndrome, you've got to do the actions that'll build that belief because imposter syndrome is a belief system. Yep, the belief system goes along the lines of like, I don't believe that I'm worthy of doing this. I don't believe that I have the ability to be coaching this. I don't believe that um, I'm good enough to be doing this, to be spreading this message, to be having this certainty with what it is that I do, right? So it's a belief system. So part of it is working on that belief system. And you can do that through all different types of 
hypnosis work and meditative work and visualization work. You can do that. The other part of it is you will know deep down whether you've done the action, whether you've done the work. So you can't lie to yourself. You, if you are teaching people how to grow, um, for example, if someone's teaching, I see this a lot, someone teaching people how to create a 10K a month business and they've never done it themselves. Of course, you're going to feel like an imposter, right? You haven't done the work. You haven't done the action yourself, right? Or if someone's coaching someone to um, build a 10K business and they've done one 10K a month business and they've done one 10K a month once, but it was based off like a product launch or whatever it is. Yeah. And then now like build a 10K a month business and live the freedom. It's like, you haven't done that. Like you haven't done that consistency that consistently. And you know that your actions are a lie in respect to your beliefs. Mm -hmm. Yep. So yep. it's like, you got to do the work. And that was something that stuck with me like crazy. Um, out of one of the first real personal development things that I did is I brought imposter syndrome to it. And they're like, you just haven't done the fucking work. I was like, what do you mean? Like I was, I brought a lot of stubbornness and arrogance to when I first went into personal development. I was like, what do you mean I haven't done the work? Like I'm young mm -hmm. and I've built successful businesses. Like I've done the work. And they're like, well, your imposter syndrome is about can you help clients at the highest level? But you know deep down that you haven't invested enough time into creating a service that's going to help them at the highest level. So now you feel like an imposter because mm. you know, you know deep down, and it's true. I will say the same thing now. It's like no one, no, no one else can say it. Only you know deep down whether you've done the work mm. at the level that you need to. Yep. Yeah. And it does go the other way though. Some people can do an endless amount of work and still feel like an imposter. Well, now we need to work on belief systems. Mm. Mm, yeah, that's a great point. So when I say, I want to just real quickly add, when yeah, I say, I don't mean to cut you off, but when I say, I think it's really important that people get this. When I say do the work, guess what it doesn't fucking mean? Learning, in quotation marks. Learning. It does, mm -hmm. it does not mean that. Doing the work isn't going and getting another uni degree. Doing the work isn't going and getting another qualification. Doing the work is getting all of your knowledge, putting it into practice, taking it to the battlefield and being that warrior. And now you feel like a warrior. You're not going to mm. feel like a warrior if all you've done is read books on how to swing a fucking sword. <laughs> if you, all you've done is read books on how to as a warrior and you're real well educated in it but you've never been in the battlefield you're gonna feel like an imposter mm. <laughs> it's not gonna go too well for you <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's a good way to see it as well um so how is imposter syndrome different to different to playing victim what would you say the main differences are there because that's victim versus Imposter yeah, syndrome. Yeah, being yeah. How do you see the two crossover? Just so, well, just so I'm aware, how do you see the two crossover in your eyes? Well, yeah, I, I, I see, I see them very similar. It's a very, it sounds like a very similar, um, just a different, different, a different way to, of explaining it. But, um, it also seems like there, there are some differences there because you can play victim without, 
yeah, having that imposter syndrome, I feel like. But yeah, what do you think? Well, the way that I see someone playing a victim is this happened to me. That's as simple as I see victim mentality is the belief that the universe, the world, whatever it might be, is happening to you and it's mm. anybody's fault but yours. And you played no role in attracting and you played no role in uh, in receiving what it is that happens to you, right? And this is what people really need to understand. The, the unconscious mind and our body doesn't understand like doesn't have sorry let's let's talk specifically emotion and psychology at the moment and how we like how we form and have associations to what what happens to us so say if somebody says a nasty word to you right there is no effect that that nasty word has literally zero effect the emotions that you put and the meaning that you put to what was said is the only thing that has an effect. Mm. That's why, that's why with individuals, you can change their environment. You can put somebody who has a lot of destructive habits and they have a lot of quote unquote negativity in their environment. There's so much bitchiness going on. There's so much this, there's so much that it's, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. And you can get them out of that bitchy environment and you can put them into a perfect environment, right? But then since the body and since the emotion is addicted to the hormones and everything that's produced from that bitchiness, they will perceive bitchiness out of a perfect environment with absolutely no bitchiness at all. Mm. And they will create internally a bitchy environment. Mm-hmm. And this has been studied re- relentlessly, right? Which shows us that it is completely our perception of what is going on and how we choose to put meaning to what it is that's going on. Nothing has, it's, a, it's the age old saying, nothing has meaning other than the meaning that you put to it. Mm. So if your entire business completely shuts down, that does not mean anything other than what meaning you give that you can that can be the meaning for that can be the best thing ever for you or the meaning can that can be complete chaos for you and i'm not saying i'm not and i'm not i'm not saying and i'm certainly not expecting people to have like say that and and this is relevant especially with what the economy and the coronavirus is doing at the moment right like people are losing their jobs and they're losing their business and i'm not saying that they should lose their job or lose their business and be like um yeah like i'm fine (laughs) like i'm just this is positive like i'm all good and it's a shit storm inside right i'm not i'm not i'm not about this positive uh positive talk bs when it's not embodied however what i do encourage you to do is i do encourage you to work on yourself deeply enough and work on yourself relentlessly enough so that you can be in a position when something like that does happen, that you can, because you've built your self-awareness and because you've built the ability to observe, you can look at it and ask yourself, what meaning am I going to put to this? Mm. That's powerful. You're, you're unstoppable now. Like if you get to that place where, where you can see an event happen, you can breathe 
You can meditate for a second. You can step back and you can go, what meaning am I going to choose to put to this? What belief system am I going to choose to put to this? Am I going to believe something resourceful that's going to help myself and the rest of the world? Or am I going to believe something destructive? And that's always up to us. It's not up to the victim, though. Victim doesn't have a choice. It happened to them. It is what it is, and it happened to them, and they have no power. There's no internal power for them to change what happened. It's just, it's poor me. Yeah. And I, I empathize with it. I, I empathize with it. And that's something that I, I do have to make very clear is that I have, I have really done the work to get to where I am. I have bold, endless tears of working on myself to get to where I am. I have had, I have had suicide and depression so closely in my life. And I have had pain and suffering so closely in my life. So I can emphasize, like empathize with it. And I, I've been a victim in my life as well, 110%. So I'm not, I'm not putting it out there as like this. Well, just don't do it. <laughs> like, don't be a victim. Like, it's not, mm. it's not about just that. It's not easy, but it is doable. Yeah. It's not easy, but it is doable. And, and we need to, I believe if anyone really truly wants to change at any level, this is not just for business owners, but for everyone. If anyone truly wants to change at any level, they have to commit to the fact that they can. Mm. Because without that, they're going to continue to find answers that support their old belief system, which is that they can't. And that's basic neurology. Our mind will naturally have that confirmation bias, right? Where it wants the evidence to support where they're currently at. Mm. Because their ego, more than anything, everyone's ego in every human, everyone has one. Their ego, more than anything, hates change. So it's like, we will do whatever we can Mm -hmm. (laughs) to keep that same belief system. Yeah. So for those who are in that sort of victim mentality, but you know, obviously they could come to you and, and have you guide them and, and, and coach them. But what are some daily practices, practices that people can, um, take on to, yeah, to help, to help with that sort of mindset. Hmm. Like, I've got some. However, what's most important as well, and I'll I'll go through them. However, what's most important as well is that they really truly make the decision to throw themselves into insane levels of personal development. Because... And I know that that's such, I know that hearing that can just sound so disgusting because it's like, that is so impractical. However, here is what I've seen consistently and here is what the science shows. And that is that we will often, if we want to change, we will often do the exercises that are associated with change. So we'll do the meditation and we'll do the journaling. And we'll do that work and we'll eat better and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll do this so that we can convince ourselves that we're, we're trying to do something about it. Mm-hmm. 
versus you came to me, Ollie, and you're like, I'm done. You came to me with that. You were like, I'm done. At Igniter, I remember we went to the side. Yep. And you're like, I'm done with this. Yeah. You're, you're like, I, and you were in so much pain, bro. Like you were in so much pain. Yeah. And you were just like, this is it. And I could see in every single aspect. I could see in every single aspect, especially when you decided to come to the Transformer, I could see that you were like, it's over. I am done with being the victim. I'm done with not having the life that I want to have and not having the legacy in the future that I want to leave. It was just so clear that you made that decision. So to answer the question of like, what are some daily things that people can do? I mean, I truly believe that every single human in the world, (laughs) and I know that is an enormous statement, should have a meditation practice. And it's funny because every day I coach a new individual and every day I develop as an individual myself, I believe that statement stronger, like more and more strongly, is that everyone should be having a meditation practice if not for all the other benefits, like we all know the, there's so many benefits from a, from a physiological, emotional and psychological level and then there's the spiritual level as well. However, even if none of those other benefits existed, even if there was just one benefit, it would be worth it. And that is the fact that meditation has been proven with, I mean, you and I have both seen, there's endless science, right? It's, it's done. <laughs> it, it's, it's done. The stats are in, right? That it will help you gain awareness around your thoughts. And what's so common with people that are in that victim mentality and and maybe not not even necessarily the victim mentality, but they're living the same challenges every single day, right? They're living the same emotions. They're having the same stress every single day. They're having the same anxiety every single day. The, The biggest thing is that so often people don't understand what thought process led them to that emotion. Have you like, I'm sure, I'm sure so many people have had this moment where like they're just doing things and then they're on, they're just sitting down, they might be on their phone or they might be in bed and they've gotten into bed and then all of a sudden you feel anxious and you don't even know what the fuck it's about. Mm-hmm. You're like, what? You're like, what? I just feel anxious. <laughs> and then the anxiousness just slowly starts to build. And I've had this and my partner's had this and we've both had points where we're like, sitting on the side of the bed in the middle of the night and we're just like, I'm not okay. And it, it sucks. Like it really sucks. However, with the exception of nothing, <laughs> with the exception of nothing, thought processes add to that emotion, right? Add to that emotion. Emotion also adjusts, adjusts thought processes as well, right? So we get into a negative emotional state Yep, and we're going to find thoughts that sit in perfectly and match perfectly with the state that we're in. Yep, but then it can also work the other way around. We have negative thoughts that then produce the negative emotions and the negative hormones within the body. Yep, and this is where people get into sometimes, and dude, this is going to stir a lot of feathers up. They use the chemical imbalance of depression and anxiety as an excuse. 
right? And I am not saying that there's not a chemical imbalance. I'm not saying that at all. However, the chemical imbalance then triggered the negative thought. But if the negative thought was not then triggered or the negative thought was reframed, yeah, or it was changed or the belief system around it was manipulated, then the cycle wouldn't have to continually then run where they go, uh, they go chemical imbalance, bang thought, worse chemical imbalance, right? And then more hormones and emotions produced that then end up leading to even more negative thoughts, right? And then this, and then it just spirals out of control, right? And then it's like, it becomes this vicious cycle. And again, like I understand that the vicious cycle is there. And it's like, I guess my major theme is I understand all of these things. And at the same time, they don't have to be this way. I truly do believe that. Mm-hmm. So you would say that it's mainly breaking that cycle that will enable kind of starting to make positive changes. You just got to break that cycle. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, I didn't quite finish linking that back to meditation. It's like, so you've got uh, these thoughts that are coming up and we're next minute we find ourselves in bed at the middle of the night. We're like, don't even know what the fuck's going on. I'm anxious. I'm a mess. Right. And the, the reason that that has happened is we have had unconscious thoughts that have then led to that. Whereas what meditation does is, especially if you start following a mantra-based meditation, yep, when you shut your eyes and you repeat a mantra, aham, aham, it can be whatever the fuck, it can be iPhone, iPhone, <laughs> like say <laughs> your word, but preferably it's a word that doesn't have like meaning attached to yeah. it, right? So you're saying aham, aham. And then what ends up happening, and this is where people usually get frustrated and give up, unfortunately, is you go, uh-huh, uh-huh, I'm wondering about that client that I have. Oh, that client, it's not, they're not super happy. And I'm like, oh, must be not, oh, fuck, I lost the mantra. Right? And they're like, oh, mantra, oh, uh-huh. But that is evidence that you just did it correctly. Because guess what? You lost the mantra, thought, and then had awareness that you were thinking and then came back to the mantra. So when people are like, I can't meditate, I, I, I just end up in a pool of thoughts. And then I'm like, then what happens? And then they're like, then I realize that I'm thinking and I'm like, bang, done. Like, that's the benefit. Like, that's it. That's, that's the fucking thing. Yeah. So then what ends up happening is you go about your every day and you're starting to go like, you slowly feel something bubbling up, a little tiny bit of anxiousness. And then you're like, oh, I'm thinking about this. And bang, now we have the culprit, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, now we know what's causing these triggers for you, yeah? And one of, the, one of the most effective and always the first step around change is awareness, yeah? Oh my gosh, I've got this, I'm finding myself with this belief system that I'm simply not good enough to be doing that. And that's why I'm feeling anxious. Oh my God, I've got this belief system that I'm letting my clients down. That awareness in itself is so damn helpful. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's all the work, but now we know, okay, we need to work around that. We need to work around reframing that. Yeah. And some, and while 
with the exception of like deep rooted belief systems, usually ones that are formed within our imprint periods during the age of zero to seven, with the exception of those deep and sometimes very traumatic belief systems, if it's belief systems just like, oh my God, my clients are not, um, you know, I don't think I'll be able to get the results for my clients, provided that's not linked to something very deep and traumatic, what we can start doing to change uh, lower level belief systems like that that are not deeply ingrained is we need to experience a different action, right? It's like picking up the cup again, yeah? So, oh my God, I have this belief system that I can't pick up the cup. Well, I know how to fix that. Pick the cup up, right? Mm. So let's pick the cup up. But then they're like, well, I can't go out and pick that cup up. So then what you need to do is you need to do sensory visualizations of you picking up the cup. Because this is another really important point that people not just understand intellectually, but embody. And that is the fact that our mind, this has been proven consistently as well, our mind cannot differentiate between a very well-performed visualization and a memory. How hectic is that? that? That opens up so much potential. So you're telling me that if I do a very intense visualization of me picking up the cup from an unconscious belief system perspective, I am now gaining that belief that I can pick it up. Yeah, literally. Not even mm. just as a nice thought, but like, no, you have literally created a neural pathway <laughs> In your neurology, you've created connections of your neurons that are in alignment with you doing that from visualization alone, yeah? And I'm gonna give a few tips on that is if you're doing visualization while we have like a lot of, you know, systems around it, the, the gist that you must understand is you've got to incorporate all of your five senses into your visualization. Most people, they just do visual. So they see themselves crossing the finish line or they see themselves picking up the cup instead see yourself from your own eyes so imagine yourself from your own eyes see yourself picking up the cup here hear the cup being picked up hear the noise that the cup makes when you when you grasp it hear it smell it smell the cup now you've got visual auditory olfactory yep so you've got three senses in it feel the cup with your hand feel that cup in your hand yep smell that cup and then taste that drink right and you start visualizing any goal that you want any new belief system that you want with intense visualization of all five senses visual Yep, visual, auditory, olfactory, gustatory, and kinesthetic, right? You, you incorporate all of those five senses and your mind, after time, believes you've already done it before. So how do I know for certainty that I can pick up the cup? Because I've done it before. And that's where we can really start making change. Huge levels of awareness through visualization, uh, sorry, through meditation, and then no, like noticing belief systems, noticing areas we can work on. If it's lower end belief systems, if it's a business goal, whatever it might be, train your brain to have done it already. 
So how would you relate that to someone like myself or just to give an example um, or someone because obviously PTs like trainers have been hit hard amongst, you know, everyone else, but someone like that in that position or myself, um, yeah, can you give a bit of a, an example as to Go yeah, yourself, sort of... brother. Go yourself. What's happening for yourself? I'm saying, could you could you give an example as to how, yeah, someone could have those that sort of visualization with all those senses, um, yeah, doing something like what I what I'm doing, mm-hmm. doing something like what you're doing. Okay, so if we go to a business owner who's been affected from coronavirus in one way, shape, or another, yep. What you've got to do is you've got to balance out, like you've got to you've got to firstly think of the uh, the balance of belief systems and emotions right now. Okay, on this on this side we have fear, for example. On the left side we have fear and all the shit that we don't want. Yep. And then on the other side we have everything that we do want. We have our desires and everything like that. Okay. Now think from an input perspective from what we are allowing into our brain. Think from an input perspective, what is getting flooded right now, right? Fear, fear and what we do not want, right? We go onto social media and people are talking, oh no, this is gonna happen. Oh no, then the economy is gonna happen. And we speak to certain toxic friends and they're talking about all the pain that's happening and they're talking about all these things or whatever it might be. Some of you might not be in that at all totally fine right but then what ends up happening is we check the stock market and it's going down again right and we check the news and all of this so we've got all of this input coming into our mind yeah this producing the um, the emotions that are going to be in alignment with i dare say not resourceful thoughts Mm. right so we've got that coming in and then i want to ask even if you're like yeah cool like I've been, I've been completely minimalist with it. Um, we don't have the news on. I don't, I don't buy into any of that. That's what we do. And I'm sure there's heaps of people that do that as well. Fantastic. But now what you have is you have a neutral scale though. So where are you flooding it into your favor? Where are you flooding your brain with the story, with the story that'll give you what you're after? Because a story told over and over again, Ollie, a story told over and over and over again becomes a belief system. So if you've said to yourself, you're like, fuck, even if you're not saying the business is going to crash, but you're thinking about the business crashing, yeah, or you're thinking about like what you can't do now, you're thinking about how you can't train your clients in person, you're thinking about the challenges that are arising as a result of this, you're thinking, and this is big for business owners, you're thinking about the objections you're getting for people around money, right? You're thinking about all of these things. You're telling yourself a story about how this is going to go. You're telling yourself that story. And if you tell yourself that story enough, it's going to become a belief system. And now we've dramatically outbalanced those scales and we've got negativity in the mind right? And we're like, our brain's going to find the closest one. And it's like, well, there's more info and there's more quote unquote evidence that it's going to turn bad. So we're going to believe that it's going to turn bad. Versus if you woke up every morning 
And the first thing that you did before you checked in with the world, if the first thing that you did was center yourself emotionally through meditation and then started visualizing the story that you want to happen, and then you got your journal out and you started writing everything that's going to happen. And you started writing that out. Yeah. And then halfway through the day, you just, you cook a lunch, you take a, mo a moment to think about everything that's going to happen. Yeah. What you're doing yet again is you're creating a belief system. You're creating that neural pathway. You're creating your mind and you're creating your mind to seek evidence that this new story of how your business is going to go is going to be true. And now you build off that again and again and again and again and again. And I know that some people listening might be like, okay, Tom, but the fact is my business is this, I'm a restaurant owner. And the fact is that it's looking like we're fucked, right? It's looking like we're fucked. And quite honestly, Tom, right now, visualizing that it's just going to go all, all dandy feels repulsive. <laughs> right feels repulsive i can understand that so start and in fact the the science will show as well if your if your belief systems are so polar to each other your visualization is just going to feel like a fucking sham it's going to feel like a, a lie and a, a um a nursery rhyme basically yeah so what you're going to mm -hmm. do instead is you're going to go through your meditation you're going to emotionally after you've done your meditation, you're going to get yourself into the emotional state that you would be in if things were amazing. So for example, you put on your favorite song and you get yourself in an incredibly heightened, excited state, a really feel-good state. Dude, dance around your fucking room if you need to. I don't care. Do, what, do whatever you need to to get in that state. Yeah? Start feeling really fucking good about it. Then once you've got that, and you're in that state, I want you to just start small then, okay? And I want you to go, what if blah, blah, blah happened? And ask it with that, that really powerful question, what if? What if my restaurant's actually closed down at the moment so that, and all, all restaurants are actually closed down at the moment so that only the ones with great customer service truly provide? which is something we've all, uh, truly survived, which is something we've always done. Yep. What if the restaurant has closed down at the moment because there's actually a huge opportunity lying around the corner for me that's really actually aligned to my heart? What, just start making it up. Just what if? I'm not saying it's true. No one's saying it's true. <laughs> no one's saying that it's going to happen. What if, there's a, what, if there, what if there is a God or a universe or a, or a creator? that does have a better plan for me. I'm not, saying so. I'm not saying it is, but just what if it was, right? Mm -hmm. And what you're going to start to notice is you're going to start writing these, these what if questions out and you're going to start exciting yourself, yeah? And when you start emotionally exciting yourself, what's going to happen is your chemistry is going to change and you're going to go from like what if questions to actually this could fucking work. Actually, I think maybe that is what's going to happen. However, it's not going to happen and you are not going to get into that creative state. You are not going to get into that thriving what-if state if you're in a shitty emotional space. So you need to heighten that emotion first, then you need to do something with that emotion to start 
a new cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely hard to separate yourself from being flooded with everything that's going on right now. You know, it's on the news, it's on the radio, it's all people talk about at family gatherings. Um, it's, it's, so it's certainly something that's hard to, to block out completely. And as you demonstrated with your phone, like that, that scale is definitely, it, it tips towards, um, it is tipping towards the, um, the negative stuff right now. Yeah. Um, also tell them though, <laughs> like that's another thing is that why are we afraid to say that we don't want to partake in a certain conversation as well? Yeah. I, I am more than happy if someone's like, oh, did you see this? I'm more than happy to be like, hey, I, I, I appreciate you sharing this with me. I'm just going to let you know that I'm just, I, I just must choose to not partake in conversation around the coronavirus. If there's anything you'd like to get off your chest though, more than happy to sit here and hold space for you. If it's like, if there's something you want to get off your chest, um, however, unless, unless it's like truly useful, relevant information for you, I'm not going to partake. And for me, I don't want to hear about it, even if you think it's useful, right? I'm, mm. I'm just going to let you know that's where I'm sort of sitting. Just be kind about it, yeah? And just let people fucking know, yeah? yeah? And then the cool thing is, is that if something does come up, it's truly going to be an effect to you, you'll know. You will know about it. <laughs> I don't think mm. anyone's missed the message for anything with the coronavirus yet. <laughs> yep, yep, that's so true. So clean your circle up. It's a really good time to do it. Really good time to, to look at your circle and be like, hey, like, I'm going to let you know I'm not going to partake in that. Mm. You kill two birds with one stone because you also showed them that uh, you're, you believe that you're a human being uh, worthy of your own boundaries. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's important that, that, that um, the percent that you take in make damn well sure that it's, it's going to be a resourceful one for you. Mm. Mm. Yeah. If you're stuck in any way, shape or form, ask a lot of what if questions, just have mm. fun, have fun with some what if questions. Yeah. Say, say like, for example, um, say for example, you were diagnosed with something. Just ask you, what if they fucked it up? Oh, hmm. What if they fucked up the diagnosis? What if they were wrong? What if it was just a what if what if the fact that they told me I had it then became a self-fulfilling prophecy? And now I'm not saying it's the case, but what it does is it opens up potential for you. It opens up potential new answers. Right? Mm -hmm. What if coronavirus was the best thing that ever happened to you, business? What if there was opportunities laying around the corner? Right? What if this is all a beautiful cleanup for the earth in multiple different ways? What if this is, what if this is actually the greatest gift that we have been given as a species just delivered in a very interesting, confusing way? Yeah. Mm. Not saying that it is, but what if it was? Yeah. <laughs> and it just, yeah. what it does is it stops you from running the same neural pattern that you've always ran. It stops yeah. you from running the exact same belief system that you've always ran so that you can then be like, oh, what if? Mm. Yeah, I've been doing a whole lot of what if sort of uh, journaling lately. It's, it's been really effective for sure. Yeah, beautiful. Good to hear. Yeah. Um, 
So being a coach in your field then, what what have your biggest learnings been at this point in time and throughout all this? Mm. Wow. What are my biggest ones been? Wow. Um, <laughs> or otherwise your biggest unlearnings? My, my biggest unlearnings? Um, or my biggest learnings? Let's hear both. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, man. Um, one of my biggest learnings has been around, and this is now something I teach so with such a big focus, is that it's really, really not what you do and it really truly is how you do it, yeah? Like we have, we have the most advanced marketing and sales systems, right? And we always keep our marketing and sales systems very advanced and we always keep our like advanced and up to date and we always keep our business growth strategies advanced and up to date and relevant however that just systems right and they're important because if you don't have them then it all falls apart and it's just mess however their systems and a marketing system the success doesn't come from the marketing system the success comes from how you implement the marketing system, okay? So for example, I could say, all right, during this phase of your marketing process, you need to start implementing illumination-based content, right? And I know that might sound like, what the, what the fuck? It might sound like a different language, but just an example, okay? I need you to start producing X type of content and it needs to be in video form. Oh, okay. But then you get on camera and then as you're expressing your marketing message, you're not truly aligned with doing that. And you've got some belief systems or you're a bit nervous to be on camera or you're feeling a little bit of apprehension around this or it just doesn't feel in alignment with you. It doesn't sit well with you or whatever it might mean. Do you know what will then happen is you'll have like the perfect setup for your video. <laughs> yeah, it'll be all perfect and you'll be just like, so, and you start speaking and then what will happen is people will start to notice unconsciously. They won't like consciously back. <laughs> what will start to happen is they'll unconsciously see that you shrug your, you shrug your left shoulder consistently or whatever it might be. They don't consciously notice it, but unconsciously they get the message when they're watching your marketing. They're like, something seems off with this guy. <laughs> We've all seen it in marketing, have you not? Like you see mm -hmm. businesses and they advertise, and you're like, eh, nope, vibe ain't there. And we translate it as a vibe. We're like, oh, he just has an off vibe. Well, make no mistake, there's actually a particular behavior that he's running that you are unconsciously absorbing, but then consciously you're like, mm, don't get a good vibe here, right? And mm -hmm. what you're seeing is someone follow the strategy and they're following the marketing tactic, for example, they're doing it, what they do is correct, but how they do it is not effective, yeah? So, in, and that's why I've got a big focus on working with leaders on their business growth, but also massively working on their mindset, yeah? Because if they don't feel so fucking passionate about their business, if they don't feel so excited to deliver this video to someone, like not like, hi, I'm so excited to bring you this next 12 week course, it's like, no, <laughs> like it won't work, right? Mm -hmm. Instead, unless you're truly excited about it 
and truly aligned to it and asking for it, the tactic won't mean anything. It'll be simply that. It'll be a tactic. Yeah. Mm. And the same thing is with sales. If you go to sell an idea to someone, if you, for example, go to sell the idea of interviewing a certain person, right? Whatever it might be, it's how you go about doing this and who you be, like who you're being as you do it, that's going to make all the difference. Yeah. So you do a sales call with someone or whatever it might be and your tonality. Yep, where your tonality is very like, oh, um, yeah, so uh, what, you, what is it that you are? It's like you're done. You're done. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how good your script is. It doesn't matter how good the strategy is. Uh, the strategy is. So my biggest learning has been so much about you've got to get the leader optimal first. You've got to get them so optimal first. And once they think they're optimal and they don't need to optimize is exactly when they're not optimal and exactly when they need to start optimizing and what i mean by that is if we ever feel as though our personal development journey is not needed right now that in itself is a very big red flag that it's needed more than ever because we've got an ego about it yep Mm -hmm. and we're now the knowers yeah so that's been a big one Another really big unlearning, um, a really big unlearning. Kind of ties in. Oh, it sure. Both, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I used to, I used to get, um, I used to have the battle in my head, right? The battle in my head of like create authentic leaders and show them how to market. But then on Instagram and on Facebook ads, I'd see these, um, these people that were in a way in, in, in some perception doing better than me. And they'd be like, no, it's this secret marketing funnel. And then once you implement this sales strategy, they will then get drop sold into this and da, da, da. And if you just have that formula and there was a part of me in the past that would be like, oh, maybe there is merit. Like, you know, maybe, maybe it is about like creating a real like strategic and, um, what I now call manipulative and tacky and gross marketing strategy. Maybe that is the answer to growing the business to the highest level, right? Um, and that would be like a battle in the back of my head, even when consciously I would never have said that. I would, I'd be like, no, 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 I know. But like, it was there a little bit. So now it's like, I've, I've played that game for, for too long and I know what works and I've more than anything, and this is the imposter syndrome thing coming back again, more than anything, I've done the work and I've produced the results. I've, I've put the people through the transformer. I see the incredible results that they get. I'm, I know, like, just being honest, I know how good I am at what I do. And the only reason I know that is because I've relentlessly done that work. However, I feel like there is something in that, what's been the biggest unlearning? I, I feel like there's something there. I'm not sure what it is just yet. What have I, what have I unlearned? Like, so something that, like, I learned in the past yeah. And now I've had to like, oh, actually, no, that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. Something that maybe was, was holding part of you back a little bit. Mm. Like I've unlearned so much about materialism. That's for mm. damn sure. Like so mm. much about materialism. Um, and materialism is like such a slippery beast to wrestle with because 
I was, I was told a story I, I learned. Yep. So it was a learning. I learned that having nice things was about living a life at the standard that reflects who I am. Right. So it was about treating yourself with respect, having nice $180 shirts because you're worth $180 shirts kind of deal. Right. And having these nice things and having the nice car and having the beautiful apartment and having all of the, the nice things and the, the high quality stuff because I'm a high quality human. Right. And it's just, it's alignment. That was the, that was what I learned is that it's all just alignment. Right. However, the, the biggest problem with that is that it's a lie on so many levels, but the biggest problem with that is that you're creating this castle that reflects back to you who you are, right? That reflects back to you who you are so strongly that you can't even reflect back a different image, right? Mm. So it's like you've built this high quality thing, yep. And then I'm like, it financially doesn't make sense. On so many fronts, it financially does not make sense for me to have this Mercedes-Benz anymore, this new Mercedes-Benz that I bought straight out of the showroom, right? Financially, it doesn't make sense to have that anymore. Oh, but that's right. That's who I am. Sorry, I'm a high-class person. That, sorry, sorry. Get back to work, right? Mm. And it, it, it fucking ruins you, right? Like it, it ruins you by creating, like it reflects your identity back to you. And it tells you who you are consistently. No, you are this. No, you're a well-respected person. And no, you are this and you're sharp and you're smart. And it's like, well, if I'm to be fucking honest, uh, right now in this period of my life, like this is what I was saying before, right now in this period of my life, actually, I would like to sit around in my trackies, smash some fucking beers with a mate and get shit-faced right now <laughs> in this moment in my life, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I would like to look like it. I would like to not give a flying fuck what I look like when I do it, yeah? Mm-hmm. But you can't do that because no, 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 that's not who you are. You are this, you are that, you are this. Yep, and everything has to be in alignment with that, yep. And then the... The other really bad thing about it is if you build a lifestyle that create that demands a certain income level, this is where it's very bad for business owners. If you've got a beautiful apartment, like we had a fucking cinema room and we had the infinity pool up the top, like it was a beautiful place, right? And we had the beautiful car, we had all of these beautiful things, right? And then you get a service for the car and it's four grand to service the car, right? And you end up having this lifestyle and it takes you a hundred grand a year to live your basis lifestyle. Mm. And it's like, so now you're trapped to this income. You don't have a hundred thousand dollar income. The hundred thousand dollar income has you. Mm. You don't own nice things. They own you. So now I'm trapped to earn a hundred thousand dollars a year just to pay for all of this shit, which is shit. (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. and then guess what i can't do i can't make long-term business decisions because i've got to earn a hundred grand so i've got to focus on like earning that money because i have to earn that money because it like that's my minimums now whatever it might be and i just threw 100 grand there as a number right but it's like 
now you're making business decisions in the short term to sustain a lifestyle that means fucking nothing. Whereas mm. now I, t- I have such a minimal life. Sold the car, sold the apartment. I was like, I'm done with it all. Yep. I gave away all of my nice shirts, all of my nice things. The only thing I uh, kept was a suit because I'm like, eh, might need one suit for a wedding. Yep. Shout out. I have had to use that. So that's cool. <laughs> Everything else I gave away and got rid of. And I more so did it as a change of identity as well. I'm like, nah, I'm not that, I'm not that guy anymore. Like, get it out. Gone. I don't, ugh, makes me sick. Get rid of it. Mm. Right? And now every material item that I own fits in like one and a half suitcases. Yep. <laughs> and half of that suitcase is uh, well, yeah, half the suitcase is dive gear. And then another half of the suitcase is like my camera with my mics for it from my events. And like mm. other than that, minimal as I can possibly be. I have I have four shirts in my wardrobe, two long sleeves, yep, and then a hoodie and a jacket. That's the top half. Then I have uh, the trackies that I'm wearing now, another set of like tracky chino kind of things, yep, and then I've got two shorts and then underwear and that's it. Yep, everything else I like left it at mum's and just like, can't see it. I don't need the distraction. The other thing that high especially business owners that are aiming to get the most out of themselves you've got to remember that everything that you own occupies space in your mind it's kind of like ram on a computer so the more things that you own the more associations you have and thoughts you have around all of those things and it creates noise it slowly slowly creates noise whereas now i'm like ah own like nothing and guess what? Mm. Now that there's nothing, guess what? The only things I can focus on are doing the best work I fucking can for my clients, nourishing the fuck out of my relationship with the woman that I love more than anyone else on the earth, nourishing friendships, and nourishing myself. So simple. It's so mm. much, so much more of a simple life. And it's funny, like I had it every excuse under the sun as to why one of these nice things and every justification as to why they weren't materialistic and why they weren't trying to satisfy a different part of me. And I, I, you know, I really thought I had it sorted and I really thought I had it well justified until I had it. And then I realized it was a fucking shit. Mm. So you don't own a car? Nope. Nope. <laughs> we're, hi- we're, we're borrowing a car off a friend uh, for the time being. For those that don't know, we usually live in Bali, but we've had to come back and we didn't know how long we'd be back for. But no, we don't own a car. Um, we just had a scooter that we'd rent in um, in Bali. <laughs> yeah. And then now that we're back here, I'm just like, cool, like let's rent a car. I'm driving around a car that's like not even a quarter of the price of the one that I owned, but it get, does everything that I need to do. <laughs> yeah. It does everything that I fucking need to do. Like it's it's just... It's just that simple. You know what was really interesting is that like, I think it was right before we went to Bali and I'd, I'd gotten rid of all of my shit and um, a friend, God bless her so much, she lent her car to us for two days when we really needed it. And um, yeah, so she lent that car to us and we're driving down 
We had about two hours to drive and it was a really hot day and we had no air conditioning in the car. The air con was broken. Her, bl her left blinker didn't work or something like that. Her left indicator didn't work. Um, she had no Bluetooth in the car. Like it wasn't a really nice car at all. Like it was, it was uh, borderline unsafe to still be using. It was that old, right? It was very mm -hmm. old. And Dim and I had this, um, and she's like, oh, um, take this with you too. She gives us a little Bluetooth speaker, yeah? And Dim and I would drive and we we're road tripping in this car with this little blue Bluetooth speaker. And we had our tunes going and we're in this car. And I just remember like the car was all like fucking bumpy and we're like <laughs> sweating and we're on our way. And I'm just like looking at Dim and it's like, Dim was the only person and the only thing in the world that had my mind in that moment. And it was just like a real incredible feeling. Like it was just like, I remember appreciating that it wasn't a nice car. I'm like, I'm so happy that this isn't like a Lexus or an Audi or anything. like, I was so happy about it. I was just like, I'm just so happy to have Dim in my company. And I'm still more just singing along and laughing along and everything like that and i know that like for some people it might be like well duh like we all intellectually we all know this we all know that it's not the material no matter how much money you have in your bank account it won't make you happy like we all know these things intellectually however now i feel like i have like embodied it and i'm like got it it really doesn't it really doesn't the amount of money, like we are generating more cash in the business than we have ever had. And we just invest as much of it back into the business as we can. And the rest, long-term savings. Yep. Mm -hmm. And and that's just, that's just life now. It's just, just simple. It's really cool. The only thing that I do uh, spend a decent amount of money on is just my health. Like mm -hmm. that's it. Yep. It's yeah. like, that's non-negotiable for me doing my best to eat as organic as I possibly can is a non-negotiable for me. Um, investing in anything to look after my health is a non-negotiable for me. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and, and that does get like a little bit expensive after a while for sure. Um, however, I'm worthy of that. <laughs> yeah. I'm worthy to, to invest that into myself. So I do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, what is going on with Bali at the moment? What's it like over there? Um, Oh, Bali is such a funny place, isn't it? Like, um, uh, I'm not, I'm not too sure, and I don't think anyone's too sure because I don't think they have the resources to be documenting what's going on with all the tests, like to be testing the degree that they should be in that. Um, mm. However, the really sad thing is that they, they've got no money over there now. You know. Um, we have we had some we made some really good friends over there, Katut and um, and Bagger and yeah, they've like Katut drives cars for tourists and Bagger takes tourists on mountain climbs and it's like they're gone, so they got no jobs and uh, that's something also really 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 special is that it's like um, you realize what true scarcity is yeah like they don't have jobs they wonder about whether they can provide food like they're wondering about whether they can keep keep family alive and things like that you know um and i know i know that some of us can 
can be feeling that too and can be feeling that struggle too it's just it's very intense over there in that res- in that respect yeah yeah um they'll have to really help each other out a lot and they will you know they'll all be fine they they still know how to come together and help their community you know they still know mm-hmm. how to go and grab a few extra pieces of um a few extra pieces of corn and and share it with their neighbor you know because their family needs it like they know how to really come together and connect back to their primal roots and they'll be okay um however it's if it's not already i dare say it's going to be a very different barley when um when this blows over Mm. any sort of time frame or anything that you anything in mind as to I've got what, no idea. What the plan really? is, or are you just well, taking really, the data? It's time? just going to come down to like when Australia is happy to allow international arrivals, not necessarily uh, leaving, but arrivals. We don't want to leave Oz until we know we can come back to Oz because that's where we run our events. And my, mm. I'm not even thinking about Bali right now. I'm just like, when the fuck can we run our transformer? That's what <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I really, really cannot wait until we're allowed to have. Uh, events again just australian-wide events um and run the transformer that's what i'm looking forward to more than anything else because i know that while i'm doing the 60-day revolution and i'm probably going to continue doing that um i know that nothing beats the transformer um Mm. and we had oh man like we put them and i have created an insane experience for this next (laughs) one like this next one oh we were gutted when we had to cancel it like i i uh, full honesty i was just gutted i was crying because like especially dim she put so much effort into getting all the logistics of it sorted out and she had so many we we'd put together so many like bits and pieces that were just cherries on top for all the attendees and just so many beautiful fine touches and she worked so hard and we were getting so excited for it. And it's like, hey, it's not running. And we were like, mm. oh, and it's, it's, you know, it's still going to run. The, those that were booked in for it, we're just going to, we're just moving it. So it's all still fine. But man, are we excited to run it because we've just, we've also added an extra day to the Transformer. And mm. um, yeah, we've added a lot. I'm real fucking keen. <laughs> Do you mind giving a quick, quick overview of, of a Transformer and what it looks like in a nutshell? Yeah, yeah, in a nutshell, huh? Good one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't want you giving anything away. But no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. I mean, like, it's challenging to describe. So the the tagline for, and Ollie, I think uh, you might have, like, I'm not sure whether you remember the tagline for Transformer, but this will, hit, this will hit hard with you, remember? Like, the Transformer is the Transformer where your legacy begins. I think you're such an awesome example of that, you know, like you're, you're, you're in line with, you're in line with pursuing and building your legacy now. And that's, that's fucking awesome. Um, The transformer itself. Going to explain that after I pay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do the same. Cool. We'll crop it there and then we'll come back in. Perfect. I even like finish that sentence so we can like pick it back up. <laughs> All right, no worries.
Gotcha. I did almost just walk to the toilet with the AirPods in. And then I thought, wait a second. If he gets back before I do and I'm he's on the toilet, he's going to hear me. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to uh, Fiona in one of our courses. We did a course together and um, we're on a Zoom call. And she's just like, oh, I'll be back. And she hits the fucking uh, video button to turn her video off. And um, Alice is like talking and just going on. And you just hear this like, I'm like, I'm like, Fiona. I was like, I'm going to call her out. Like, Fiona, are you taking a fucking piss? And she just hear her piss and so laugh. And what she's done, she's taken the laptop with her. She hasn't put it on mute. But she's turned the video off and she's taking a piss and the mic is like right in the toilet, basically. Oh my and the gosh. whole call just like lost it. it <laughs> poor, poor Alice. It took her like 30 minutes to get us all contained again. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> there must be so many of those sort of things happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> so many. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> so get back um, to it? Yeah. Where did, what was the... Where were we? I'm, I'm on. I remember. Oh, sweet. Of course you do. Let's go for it. So, yeah, the Transformer, where your legacy begins. So the intention with the Transformer more than anything else is to get people as best aligned to their truest pursuit and their truest calling as a business owner. Yep. So often what we'll end up doing is we'll follow what's called Shout out to Stephen Pressfield. It's what's called a shadow career, which it's like we know deep down in our hearts that we should be doing this. So what we end up doing is we do this in order to just convince ourselves that, you know, we're doing the right thing. Yeah. So we're like almost there, but deep down in our heart, we've, we've got to truly align. The reason we don't do what we're truly aligned to is because we're really fucking terrified of it. So most importantly, what we get people to do is to build their business in alignment with the highest version of themselves, as has probably become evident over this podcast. Um, so many ways you can fuck it up in business, you know, and if you don't, if you don't from the start, do it from a really, truly heart-centered place, you, you're going to end up in, with disaster in it might be sooner or it might be later, you know? There's so many multi-millionaires sitting in the psychologist chair like, I thought I had it all. I'm unfulfilled as fuck. What happened? Yeah? So it's about yeah. aligning that from the start. So we spend, now we spend an entire two days on mindset. Now that we've added that extra day, we spend an entire two days on mindset, which is where we walk people through the high-performance mindset model. We go very deep now into emotional clearing and really changing belief systems, a lot of visualization work, a lot of deep work. It's you've you've experienced it, right? It's like it's an emotional journey, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's completely life changing. Completely. It's yeah. I nothing that I've ever experienced could could possibly compare to it. Um and I just for as a bit of a bit of background for people who don't know, I came into it as, um, oh man, there's so many ways to explain it, but just this very small, um, small person. Well, that that's how I felt at the time, anyway. Very small 
and just confused and angry and just had no idea whatsoever as to what as to what the point uh was to be, to even be here for me like i i truly couldn't have cared at that point in time whether that was my last day like i at that point in time i was done like i did not know what i was doing and i was so eager to just be broken down because at that point in in, in time i didn't really care i don't know what what really happened um it was it was a very destructive way of thinking but it it helped me to be so open to being broken down in order to to grow um and i think you you would have seen that from especially the transformer um i was the one who was saying like oh man i'm so keen to just be in tears and just be completely broken down like please just destroy me um yeah it was exactly what I needed at that point in my time, in my life, for sure. Mm, mm. Thanks for sharing, bro. It's, um, I always keep, I always do my best to make it really, really damn clear that it doesn't matter how many times I hear something like that. It's like, fuck, it really chokes me up all the time. Um, and I think some people can, maybe get in the habit of thinking like, oh, he probably hears this all the time, but like, it's, it's life-changing. No, it doesn't matter. It wouldn't matter if I've heard it once or a million times. Like, fuck, it fucking means the world to hear that, brother. Especially now, what, nine months later, maybe? October last year. Wow. What's that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, like a decent amount later and, and to hear that it's still having that lasting impact. Um, which again, I know it does, but to hear it again and to hear that confirmation again and to hear you say that means the world. Mm. Yeah. 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 And I, now more than ever, I'm starting to kind of every now and then I, I live, live it a little bit, that experience. And um, I'm seeing a lot more how far I've come. Uh, and because of that, I have. There's been days where I have felt a bit off um, because I'm going back to that point in time and I'm kind of experiencing those feelings and emotions again. Um, but then I also realize uh, how far I've come from from then. Um, yeah. This is why I'm looking forward to Year of Impact more than anything. Realign everyone yet again, you know? I think that'd be a really good thing. Mm, yeah so for those listening year of impact i like i um created transformer which i know i'm in the middle of explaining (laughs) Um, (laughs) but created created transformer and the the fucking community that is built within transformer and the private group that we've got and like everyone becomes family you know like we support each other so deeply so then what i decided to do was to create year of impact which is a one night and then one day event that anyone that's ever come to Transformer 2.0 can just consistently come back to each year. And Oliad, again, we were supposed to run in Year of Impact on the end of April Transformer. Um, and that's something that I'm shattered I wasn't able to run. But when we can run that again, brother, that'll be really good for you to just have that like, ah, 
fuck, true. Like, and just realignment of everything yet again. So that you're like, bang, you're straight at it again. Straight where yeah. you want to be again. Yeah. 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 Definitely seek that right now. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll be running it as soon as I can. <laughs> you have my word. <laughs> the yeah. second I'm able to. Um, so yeah, as you, as you can tell, the first two days, mindset day is very, very big, very deep work. And um, as mentioned, it's like, it's, it's interesting. Like you came into it, you knew that you needed that mindset work. You knew we, you needed to be quote unquote broken. Is down that common? Um. Uh, it usually is after our one day event, after the igniter, which you can too, right? Um, usually people come to the igniter and they're like, oh yeah, mindset, like, yeah, cool. Like I'm happy to have a couple of tactics and like a couple of things to help me feel better. Like they're like, mm. oh yeah. And then they come to the igniter and they're like, oh my gosh, there is <laughs> so much I need to work on. They just weren't aware of it. Um, igniter really like lifts the veil. And they're like staring at themselves dead in the mirror and they're like, fuck, okay. So yeah, nowadays it is very common that once someone gets to the transformer, if they've already done igniter, they're like, yo, <laughs> so keen for the mindset work. Yep. Um, so yeah. Uh, and then after that, we do a full day of innovation and branding, which is where we then get very clear on what your vision, what your mission, what your belief systems, your values, everything like that for your business actually is we get really clear on finding out if you had your if, if you were dying if you were taking your last breath in hospital what was your life actually about and we build a business based on that because there's nothing more powerful to build on on and we start building a business model based around your life's calling in that respect. A lot of people are not sure on it when they come to the Transformer and that's a big part of it, of it as well. Um, then we start real, and now more than ever as well, now that we've added that extra day, we really start building the offering, AKA the product or service that you're going to create. And we really spend a lot of time making sure that it is the most impactful thing that you can possibly have. Yep, because now as I've sort of said earlier on in this episode, it was like, you know, I was coaching people, building their businesses, but their impact wasn't, the impact wasn't flowing on. Now it's like, how do we build a business that has your customers and has your fans or has your clients screaming your name from the rooftop because it's the most impactful business that they've ever been a part of. So we mm. focus on that. Then once that's done, we then get into marketing we do an entire day on marketing however it's more around what is your authentic message yep and how can you create the highest quality content possible um i have a philosophy that shit amplified is shit yep and gold amplified is more gold so if you've got shit content and you want to have a facebook ad strategy to market it well you're just amplifying more shit right mm -hmm. so you're going to get the content really 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 dialed in and as i said earlier it's like you've got to um you've got to make sure that not just what you're doing not just the marketing strategy but how you're delivering that content um now as well i'll give you a little bit of a like tease on this ollie as well is it's like now on this new transformer we're gonna have a decent portion of that day where it's like cool get your phones out and you're creating content on that day, yeah? And getting oh, wow. people 
actually, yeah, truly create the content on the day, getting live, like proper feedback on the day, getting people to go live about their message on their day. Like mm. I'm pushing these guys fucking hard now. Um, I really just want to be relentless with it because I see every time I run one, I see what works more and more and more and more and more. Um, yeah. We have Facebook strategies and everything like that. Then on the last day, we have an entire day on sales. However, sales is done as you experienced from an influence perspective, because I believe that when you really understand the psychology of people's buying strategy, you don't have to sell to someone. You don't have to sell. <laughs> Everyone mm. that's been quote unquote sold to by myself, they're like, oh, that was just a conversation. <laughs> and that's exactly what sales should be is it should be a really authentic conversation. Mm. The only thing, is you know how to influence that person to take action on their dreams at the highest level and see that working with you is taking action on their highest on their dreams at the highest level, if and only if it is. If it's not, you don't sell because that's unethical, right? Um, so it's about really showing people how to be a person of influence and how to lead at the highest level. Drifted through all of everything I teach in the Transformer, it's how do you lead? at the highest level how do you not just be a business owner but how do you lead a, a fucking movement yeah mm -hmm. people are obsessed with followers that's fucking useless if you don't know how to lead those followers towards change yeah um and then as you know there's oh actually this is new as well we've now got a month of coaching leading into the transformer mm -hmm. and then we've got a month of coaching group coaching leading out of the transformer as well and then as always they get access to all of our online systems around marketing and everything like that for the rest of their life too so yeah yeah you can tell man why i'm just like itching here mm. <laughs> like just itching to serve this so much um yeah that's another thing is that like i work with a maximum of three people one-on-one -on -one at any one time now and the reason for that is because i just love events I just love running events more than anything. Um, and I want, I put all of my focus and intention into just creating the best events that I possibly can. So yeah, I'm just itching, really, really itching to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I can't wait, man. Cannot wait for the year of impact. Yeah. It's going to yeah, be sick. For sure. mm. What, when, when did you become confident as the coach and as that that guide and and leader when did you become confident when i stopped it's a big role yeah, sorry yeah, yeah no 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 when i stopped thinking yeah thank you for asking that question that's a very powerful question that everyone needs to that everyone needs to hear the answer to is it's like i started getting truly confident when i started putting all of my attention into understanding humans at the highest level and getting them the best results possible, right? In the past, it was like, how do I get more clients in? Then it switched to, okay, I've got five clients. How do I create the most mind-blowing fucking experience for them possible? And I just obsessed over that blah, blah. Like I just mm. obsessed over it. It would literally be like every 
every way I would communicate with them, I would obsess over every result that they got. Yeah, I would obsess over and I'd re like replicate it and I'd do it again. I'd tweak it and I'd make it more perfect. I'd tweak it and I'd make it more perfect. And I just, I also, and in, in part of that, a big part of that was like, how do I get them to perform at the highest level? Not just show them what to do, but how to perform at the highest level. And I just, I saw it like a martial art in the sense that I saw it as something that will never be mastered. Yeah. It's like jujitsu. You don't get your black belt and they're like, well done. No more techniques to learn. No more, no more progression for you, pal. You've done it. You've got your black belt. Fuck no. It's an infinite game of mastery. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what I see with getting my clients results. And I also pride myself on the fact that even if someone reattended transformer and they haven't done it before. Yeah. I mean, so, and they've done it before in the past, like, say they've done it a year ago or whatever. I want to know that if they did it again, they'd be like, wow, has he leveled up? Hmm. Yeah. Like, Oh my God, that was an incredible, like that was fucking ridiculous because so it should be right. If you, if you and I uh, have a session of jujitsu together in a year's time, you should be like, wow, has he gotten better in a year's time? Like it's, hmm. it just should be. And it's the same with getting people results. It should be just so much better. So I, I just focused on, I, I saw it as an art and I still see it as an art and I just focused on delivering the highest level that I could. Yep. And I also innovate like crazy with those what if questions. What if my clients had this? What if they had this as well? What if, Okay, they're having this problem. What if I provided them with this? What if I did this? And what if I did that? And I've now developed a very good strategy of how to innovate, right? And that's what I teach to all of my guys because if, if it's what I believe in business, it's what I want my guys to do as well is I show them how to, how to do that, how to see their business as a problem-solving machine. Yep, your audience mm -hmm. has a problem. Okay, you need to solve that problem. You solved it? Good, excellent. Next time, solve it faster and more effectively. Oh, I'm not sure how. Well, think. And let's start having a brainstorm around this. And let's start understanding the psychographics of our audience. Let's start understanding, truly understanding. That's another key thing I did. I started to learn how to understand my audience at the deepest level possible, psychologically and emotionally right? Every single thing that you said to me in Messenger before you came to Igniter, I had you, I had you all mapped out. You remember? You remember? Yeah. 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 I was like, cool, you're experiencing this. And it's almost like, not that I had it, but in my mind, I did. You send me this and I'm just like, cool, tick. So he should be experiencing that. <laughs> so he should be. That's another sign he's ready for change. Like, I know you guys, right? And that's why I have so many people that are just like, get out of my head, bro. Like, how do you fucking read my mind like that? And it's because I've, I've really just seen it as the art. It's, it's the same thing, man. It's like when you, when you roll with a black belt, you're like, how the fuck? You're like, how, this is impossible. You roll with a black belt in jujitsu and you're like, this is impossible. <laughs> like he has mastered it at a level that is just impossible. Mm -hmm. And then, it's the same thing. It only comes from relentless practice. Yeah. Yeah. And 
then as well, I, so yeah, so that's how I built my confidence. It, it, it almost links back to that imposter syndrome question that we had earlier, right? Which was like, how do you overcome it? Well, you believe that you can do it and then you just do it like mm. crazy until you have that confidence. So for you, for example, I would simply say like, if you want to be more and more and more and more and more confident as an interviewer, interview more people. Like just interview, do as many podcasts as you possibly can to build that. And also learn more and more and more and more. And, and this is the kicker. Learn more and more and more and more and more about yourself because you can only ever meet someone at the level of depth you've met yourself. Mm. I would love to claim that quote, but it's not from me. <laughs> I don't know who it came from, right? But it's, you can only meet someone at the level of depth that you have met yourself. So you can yeah. only meet someone and you can only extract the level of depth from your, the person that you're interviewing, for example. You can only extract the level of depth for them that you've, that you've met yourself at. And that's actually like, so, dude, I take my hat off to you in that respect, right? Because look at the level of depth that you're getting within your podcast. That's mm. also a huge reflection of you. Yeah? Yeah. So that goes with everyone in business as well. It's like you can only meet your level, like you can only meet your clients at a level of depth that you've met yourself. And again, that's why it comes back to like, you really got to understand yourself at such a deep level as a business owner. Yep. There's, mm. there's nothing that will happen in your business. That's not a reflection of yourself. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. So you, you don't believe that there's anything unique about you that's gotten you to this role um, necessarily. Do you, do you believe that, that what, what is something unique about you that's, that's gotten you to where you are today? Like, do you, do you feel like you have something unique? Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. An ability to understand the, understand passionate individuals at an insane level. Mm-hmm. An ability yeah. to understand. I understand this, the psychology behind why they're feeling what they're feeling, why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. Why they're thinking what they're thinking. Right. Mm-hmm. I can understand where belief systems come from. I know how to clear them. I know how to move through them. I know how to get somebody to uh, literally, I know how to get somebody. I don't know whether you've seen this, whether you've seen me do this at events. I have li- I literally know how to get somebody to a place where they can't remember their car as any other color than pink with purple polka dots. Have, did you see me do really? that? No, no. Right, yeah. Shout out to uh, Jake, uh, Jake Weatherly that you had on here. I fucked him up majorly for a while when I was just like, hey, Jake, just, like we did this, we did this mind manipulation work. I'm like, Jake, what color is your car? And he's like, stop, right? Like every time he was thinking <laughs> of his car, he couldn't think of his white car anymore. It was fucking pink with purple wow. pink, right? <laughs> and it's like, I know how to, and, and, and like he had to, agree to go through the process to getting it like that of course mm-hmm. right it's not like mental manipulation but think if you can change someone's internal representation of what they think about something so, like so deeply that the color of their fucking car changes of course you can get them to perform at a highest level right and 
I'm like, I'm a, I get, I get, I get what's well, it's the tag, right? Is that it's like, I help leaders absolutely dominating their business by leading at the highest level possible. That includes marketing, includes sales, includes mindset. So I am incredibly gifted at that, right? Uh, incredibly talented at that. And I do believe that there's, uh, I do believe, and this is from, like, I can't take it from anything else other than the feedback that I get. I've had people, they do their Tony Robbins events. They do their, um, actually, I'm not going to name the next few people because they're, they might, yeah, I'm not going to slag on people, right? But yeah. they do, they do all of these other events and they come to mind and they give the feedback. They're like, yo, I've done this, 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 and this. This is on another fucking level, right? So I do realize that what I have to offer is insanely special. Like I, I totally realize that. However, it it comes from a place of like, it comes from a place of it, so it should be because I've spent so many hours on the mat, you know? Mm. It's like, mm. I, I do feel as though I deserve to have something that is that impactful because not only do I, do I spend so many hours on the mat implementing and learning, doing advanced course, like the other year, like in the years where it really started to develop, we looked at it, we're like, fuck, we spent a hundred grand on personal development, right? And in understanding neurology and understanding uh, understanding marketing at the deepest level, like we've done so much work that, and I prioritize and invest my money and my energy into the client experience more than marketing or sales of any kind, right? Mm. So it makes sense that people aren't turning around and going, dude, I saw your marketing campaign and it was out of this fucking world. They shouldn't be saying that because I don't put that much energy into my marketing campaign. I put it all into the client experience. So they then should be saying that. Yep. But I'm wondering whether your question was more so around like, do I feel as though I've got a unique gift? I definitely don't feel that because uh, like I've, I've worked for it. Like mm -hmm. I have, not only have I worked for it, like I have had soul wrenching, like pain of understanding myself. Like I have, and I continually do it. Like just the other day, just last week, I've had another, again, like another very emotional, uh, very emotional piece that I'd cleaned up from my past, right? Because I'm happy to just go there again and again and again and again and again to work on myself so I can understand myself deeply because I can only meet my clients at the level of depth I've met myself. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't feel as though I, like I have this, this gift or anything like that. It's yeah. more... Like, maybe if I had a gift, it would be like, um, it would be a very powerful and powerfully driven heart. Like I, I just, that's what drives me. I do have a lot of drive. And yeah. um, again, though, 
that's I know people say that drive is not teachable, but it actually is because mm. you can emotionally associate people to things as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So for sure, mm. um, a gift is my a gift is my upbringing. Absolutely, like I, I'm very thankful for that because it was very it was so rocky in so many ways. I'm very thankful for that. Um, yeah, like just stuff with parents and then later on siblings and, you know, family units separating and all of that and everything that come with that. Um, very grateful for that. That showed me how to really care for other humans a lot as well. Yeah. Mm. It became a real big curse for me and then it became a beautiful blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any experiences in particular that led you to um, want to do what you're doing now? And if so, is there an ultimate goal because of experiences or because of any particular experiences that you did have or just like, I don't know whether it's upbringing as a whole or in general, um, yeah, that what did lead you to, to, to know that you were doing this? Well, there were, there were multiple people in my life and I, 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 I won't say who they are just for their sake, not for I'm happy to be this, whatever. But um, there was there were some people very, very close to me from a young age. Um, and then later on, when I was older as well, that struggled very badly with depression. And whether they were going to kill themselves or not was consistently on my mind, right? Like for years as a 15-year-old, as a 14, 15-year-old, right? It was like, consistent just concern for another being's life you know and that that really i i believe that i almost now carry that same pattern over but now it's concern for the world you know what i mean mm. the difference is is that the way i go about it is not from a rescuer point of view like it was in the past in the past i try to rescue them and i would be responsible for them and it was like it all weighed on me when we all know that like someone else's life is not in anyone else's hands in that respect other than their own right and we can't rescue people it's not it's not <laughs> you can only really truly uh rescue yourself in that respect right um so i think that absolutely played a massive role. I had, um, like, I had another, I had another really close person um, whose mum found a suicide note, and they called me straight away. Like, you've got to get in contact with them. Eventually, called them, and they were like ready to kill themselves. Um, and then I also had another person who went missing, and then I found them, and they had all this like bruising around their neck, and they tried to kill themselves as well. So I've had a lot of, and I've had a lot of my, very early on, I had a lot of my own depression and things like that where, yeah, I experienced the same sort of thing. Um, and I think seeing suffering at that deep level has me, had me so concerned and so like in such a place of wanting to truly just help like such a such a place of really not giving a fuck about myself and just truly wanting to help that person at the highest level and at first it was really toxic brother because 
it was like it was it was people like it was it was being a rescuer yeah and it was taking their pain on as my own pain and my responsibility for another person's happiness and all of this toxic shit you know um but then i think as i've learned more around what what it actually means to to guide someone i prefer that word now to guide them yep to guide them along their journey however knowing that they're the ones choosing to take the steps i think that while i've changed towards all of that i have i'm still like left with that deep imprint of truly just wanting to see people thrive at the highest level that they possibly can yeah and as well um as well i'm very very connected to the planet and regardless of your views of like what will happen to the planet anyway some people like the planet's going to it's going to get fucked up anyway. Like it's, it's going to die. Like da, 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 it's, science shows this and da, da, da. I'm like, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't be trying to extend the pleasantness of it. <laughs> like that's just why speed that process up. Um, mm. I want, when I have kids, I want them to be able to enjoy it. Right. And already I go diving in Bali and it's, it's filled with rubbish and you see, and you see these fish like tangled up with all of this crap and it's just crap right and i yeah really just i truly my biggest vision is to see a a green connected planet where the beings and the planet itself on it like sorry the the planet itself and the beings on it are thriving that's what i want to see i want to see a thriving world a thriving healthy world again and a lot of people have and I'll see what I'm doing in business and they're like, oh, he, he wants to help humans. And it's like, it's not just humans, it's the world as well because I believe that the more and more connected to ourselves and the more fulfilled we become within ourselves as humans, the more we want to unconsciously, the more we want to help the earth, right? You don't see someone who's genuinely content and genuinely connected you don't, they don't go fuck up the world. Mm. They just don't do it. They just don't. You don't see, you don't see healthy people doing unhealthy things. Mm. So I believe that as we help all the humans, it will look after the world. Um, I believe, I believe this one still it's and again it's not my quote but it goes along the lines maybe you've heard it, it goes along the lines of uh and if on youtube chuck it in the comments below what this is but it's like uh there's this story of this uh man who's reading a newspaper and on one side of the newspaper he's there's the a picture of the planet yep and his kid keeps pestering him to play with him and he goes look when you can put this when you can uh he grabs the newspaper with the planet on it and he rips it up into a million pieces and chucks on the floor and he goes, when you can put that puzzle back together, when you can put that puzzle back together, I'll, um, we'll then go out to the park or whatever it might be, right? And then the kid comes back in like three minutes and he goes, daddy, I'll put it back together. And he goes, how'd you do that? Like it's a planet. It's all fucking blue and green. Like it's the hardest jigsaw puzzle ever. And then the kid turns it over and there's a photo of a man's face. And he's like, 
when I just put the man back together, the world fell into place. <laughs> That's cool. How epic's that, right? Yeah. It's like when we just, when we can just get humans, we can just put them back together and we can get them connected to who they truly are behind all the conditioning. When we can just do that, the world will, the world will come back into place. Yeah. Or it'll at least mm-hmm. be as it as it should. Yep, as it was supposed to be. Mm. That's really cool. Yeah. So that's your ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. I I just I believe that I truly 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 do believe that business owners are the business owners and um, <laughs> with without you getting the idea of like the Lamborghini influencer, but business owners and influencers of any kind. Yep, I don't mean necessarily like your influencers just to have a good booty, but I mean like influencers, people that have a voice, right? People that have a true voice. Yourself, you're an influencer, 100%, whether you identify with it or not, but like you, you influence the world to do better, to help themselves, right? I truly believe that business owners and influencers slash leaders of any kind, like they're the real life superheroes, Yeah. They're the real life superheroes. They have the biggest impact on the world. You think mm. about the biggest awesome change that we have and there's someone leading that change. You also think of the biggest destruction that we have on the planet and to people and it's a lot of the time it's from business owners, mm. right? You think of like all the fracking that they want to do through the Kimberleys of Australia. Yep, they want to just ruin that. That's a business. Yeah? yeah, and you think of like some people are like, oh no, nah, but the governments fuck it up, and I'd be like, do they or do do massive companies have an influence of the government? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I, so I truly believe that like business owners the most powerful on on earth, right? Mm-hmm. So if if I can put just one every, every you know every time i run every every person i speak to i'm like if this is just one more person that does this that then ends up growing their business and having an impact because they not only grow their business but they do it from their heart right if i can just get one more heart centered individual to be in that spot that's progress mm. yep that's progress and then the ripple effect comes home right yeah Say you're, a, say you're a personal trainer. We have a lot of personal trainers that come to us still, right? Say you're a personal trainer and you're working with individuals, not just so they've got bigger biceps, but you're truly helping them as individuals as well. Like you're helping them grow and become the best man that they can be, right? That man either is or highly likely is going to become a father. And how does that, when that man goes home as a, as a better man, as a more centered, well-developed man, how does that now affect that whole family dynamic? Mm. The fact that he works with a personal trainer and truly becomes centered within himself could be, the, could be the determining factor. Like as his life separates, one goes one way where he never went to the gym, another goes forward where he worked on himself and he worked on himself. That could be the difference between a divorce or a healthy marriage. Mm. and then what does that do for the kids right and then when those kids grow up who do they now become because they've had good role models and they've had good parenting growing up 
right? Who do they now become? And then those, those kids, as they grow up, are they now the leaders of their friendship groups? And then what sort of incredible values and beliefs do they help the rest of the kids at school have, right? That's the ripple. And that's from my friends and dramatically underestimate the impact that they can have. And it's really, really sad. Yeah. It's like, if you're a business owner and you're listening to this, you can have a significant fucking impact. Don't think of like, oh, but I have to impact a million people. Well, what if you impacted, what if you impacted 10 people so deeply, so deeply at a level of insane depth? Yep. Mm. And you did that consistently and that rippled on to 100,000 people. Pure example, there's one, there's one person, Jake Mackin, yeah? He was like, when my family was going through their shit, yeah? And I was 14, 15. Jake Mackin, who was a person that I met at the gym, yeah? And I think I'd seen him at some gigs when I was playing in bands and things like that, right? That individual had a level of impact on me and he, just as like mentoring me, just as, a, as an older brother figure, right? He had a level of impact on me that rippled onto everything that I do now. I would not be where I am if I hadn't have crossed paths, paths with Jake. Mm. And I'm forever thankful for that, right? And think of that. So Jake had the impact on me. And then how many people have I now impacted, right? And you're one of them. And now how many people have you impacted? that is huge from just jake you know like never (laughs) underestimate it never underestimate it it's so it's so beautiful when you sink into realizing how powerful and how incredible you you can be and how much of an incredible impact you can have Mm. that's beautiful (laughs) i could just listen to you talk forever man you just (laughs) such good stuff such good stuff um Oh man, I don't even know what to follow that up with. It might be a good note, bro. It might be a good note to um to to leave people on is remembering how how big of an impact they can truly have. Mm. You know, even if you're not a business owner. Hey. Even those who aren't. Yeah, even those who aren't a business owner, right? Yeah. Um, even those well, firstly, (laughs) ask yourself the question if you're not a business owner, um, should you be like do you know that you should be <laughs> and if you do mm-hmm. well then like let's you know you should get on with that yeah mm-hmm. because it's it's insane um but then side note if you're not a business owner and you do not honestly you don't feel the draw to it that's totally fine mm-hmm. <laughs> there's some people that i'm like yo uh you should wrap this up because it's not a pleasant journey. <laughs> like mm. it's, 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 and it's not for everyone. I don't say that from a place of arrogance. I actually say that from a place of like, if you're content doing what you're doing, then fuck yeah. Like, yeah. fuck yeah. Good on you. Like good on you. Yeah. That's great. No matter what it is that you do. Um, however, even if you're not a business owner, it also doesn't mean that you're not a leader. Yeah. Mm. Just cause you're not a business owner doesn't mean you're not a leader doesn't mean you don't have an influence over people. It doesn't mean you don't, you don't have an impact. You can have, like, even if you just obsessed over being the best fucking parent you possibly could as well. Even if that was it, you didn't even have a career. 
even if you didn't even mm-hmm. have a career, you just focused on being the best version of yourself that you possibly could be so that you can pass that on to your kids. That's impact at a crazy level. That's, that's this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, perfect, man. Um, are there any questions that I should have asked you that, you that you want to elaborate on? Is there anything that you can think of? No, I think, I think for version one, that's, that's pretty good. And <laughs> mm. we'll do this again at some point, I'm sure. Um, yeah. I can't wait to get to Adelaide and give you a big hug in person. So we'll have to do another podcast. Oh, okay? Can't wait, man. Cannot <laughs> wait. Um, yeah. Any other questions? No, I think, I think we covered a lot here. And mm. I think... Um, as as you mentioned we could chat about this all day and i think that whatever came up tonight was what was supposed to come out tonight and um we'll do it again and whatever comes out then will be gold as well um mm. yeah i just it, it it's it's how it felt right to end it on that note of like please don't underestimate the impact that you can have however you've got to do the work you just that's this two things yeah Never underestimate yourself, but also get on the mat. Yep. Yeah. That's the answer right there, guys. That's the answer right there is get the fuck after it. Yeah. You can do anything you want. You can do anything you want if you do the work. Get Mm. the fuck after it. And you can have insane levels of impact. And I can tell you, nothing is more fulfilling. Like, the, the level of fulfillment that I have in my heart for the work that I do is that's, that's one of the most important things in my entire life. Yeah. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. So where can people find you then? Give us just a quick little, yeah, where can everyone kind of connect with you further because be ready for it, man. <laughs> After this, they know you exist now for real. So yeah, where can people find yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> they know uh... Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, so two, two main areas, Instagram is at the Tom Clark Impact, okay? And I've got some treats over there for people, okay? So at the Tom Clark Impact, follow us on there. From there, you can jump in my bio and for free, you can download Rise in the Fall, which is a full document explaining my entire predictions for where the economy is going, yep, and how to respond to it. Yep, specific steps on how you can best prepare yourself as a business owner. Yep, for what's happening now and also life, like uh, age-old principles as well for business growth, okay? So you want to start there if you, if you really want to get into it. Um, as well as that, in my bio as well is, and Ollie, I'm not sure whether you're aware of this yet, in my bio as well, just a couple of weeks ago, we've released a weekly email it's called wax of wisdom have you seen them yet uh i would be receiving them wouldn't i i've i've received a couple yeah like a day ago yeah cool yeah 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 cool so it's called wax of wisdom and once a week i send out an email and it's got three wax of wisdom (laughs) yep and it's just little very uh very easily consumable just nuggets of wisdom to help you win that day that little bit better and help you grow as a business owner and as a leader that little bit more so you're going to want to get on that email list and you can download uh rise in the fall if you like and also i always say this at the end of podcasts as well um i really 
I'm really not a fan of people that are getting after things and but they do it, but they don't have time for their audience. So I make an enormous effort on, on and I pride myself on the fact that I'm going to respond to a simple message from you as well. So send us a message. Let me know who you are. I'd love to just chat. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. slam anything down your throat or anything like that, but I just love, I love, love, love connecting with my audience. So send us a DM, tell me what's up and ask any questions that you might have. You might want me to expand on something. I'll jump in the voice message and I'll happily help out where and when I can. So yeah. Perfect, man. Impact and we're sorted. Yeah. Awesome. That's so good, man. Thank you so much. And brother, thanks just, for having me on. Thank you so much for, I mean, I'm here today and, and doing this because of having you in my life at the time that you were there. So thank you, man. I really do appreciate it. You're so welcome, brother. Received. Sweet. Received. You're so welcome. Dude, thank it's, you, been, it's been awesome on here. It's been really good fun. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for the next one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful, bro. Awesome. All right. We just finish it there. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for making it this far. It is with great honor and gratitude that I create these conversations, and I'm so pleased that they're being received the way that they are. And more importantly, reaching those who seem to need them just as much as I did. And as always, if you did love the show, every single like, comment, review, share, anything like that, even feedback to me, it goes a really, really long way. So please go ahead, let me know what you love, let me know what I could improve on. And if you really love the show, you can give further support by heading to the link in my bio or the show notes. Every single donation is so, so appreciated. And any donation, $5 or more, gets a little freebie or piece of raw merch sent out to you just to say a huge thank you for your continued love and support. It's the absolute least I can do. Thank you, and with so much gratitude, this is The Raw Podcast.